0: Welcome to the How to Bible podcast. My name is Levi. I'm your host of this podcast, and I'm really excited that you're tuning into this right now. This series that I'm going to be doing right now is a series based on Randy Alcorn's 50 day devotional called Heaven. Now, what do we look to in the things of our lives that encourage us, that move us forward, that help us keep our eye on the horizon? This book has been instrumental in my ability to stay positive, to continue to move forward in these troubling times. I'm looking forward to doing this devotional with you, and stay tuned, because here it comes. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another podcast episode. Again, my name is Levi. Um, I want to do something kind of different. I want to do uh, more of a devotional kind of style series here uh, focusing on things that would really encourage us in times like this you know right now uh, everybody in the world is dealing with the coronavirus i've done a couple of little quick uh, encouraging podcast things uh, about it and um, you know the Sur- surgeon general just came out and said that this week is going to be even worse uh, it appears like there's a lot of people that aren't really taking it serious uh, that need to be taking it serious um so, as Christians, there's always this <clears throat> struggle and a balance that has to take place between living our Christian faith out outside living active living um living while looking for opportunities to to be the light to be the gospel to be the hands and feet and the other side of it of you know still trying to provide for our families still trying to um, keep up with the bills still trying to keep things going forward and If we're too heavy on on the worldly side, too heavy on focusing on making sure all of our bills get paid, not saying that we shouldn't, but when we throw all of our eggs in that basket, we can get kind of sucked up into this uh, worry mindset, the struggle, the panic. Um, I've heard some people say they don't want to eat certain foods in their house because they know when they do and it's gone, they're no longer going to have them. Um, if we're believers in Christ, if we are followers of Jesus, we serve a God of uh, incredible resources. we serve a God of plenty, not a God of scarcity um, and i and I really try to focus myself on that thinking about how God is is the resource giver he is the resource author He is the the key to all of those things come from him um, if we believe in him and we believe what he says about himself then we should have the confidence when we approach him knowing that all the resources that we will ever need will come from him and he's the one that's holding them all so what are things that encourage you in these times everybody has a platform that they can be that they can be using some people are are, are too scared to do podcasts some people uh, are kind of cautious about getting out and, and kind of putting themselves out there But as Christians, we need to get that message out. And as of right now, this platform, whether it be podcasting or whether it be using YouTube or whether it be sending videos to people, is the best way to encourage each other, I think. And it's probably the safest way too. just because we can't attend our churches, just because we can't or aren't going to work right now does not mean that we cannot be advancing the kingdom and moving forward in new ways. So I was trying to figure out what was what encourages me. What helps me out when I have uh these moments where um I'm inundated or s- swept away or, or or sucked into that vacuum of panic and fear. And one of the things that I always come back to is the series that Randy Alcorn did, or the book that Randy Alcorn wrote, Heaven. Uh he wrote this several years ago. Um I've I mean I've I've been all over in this book. It's an incredible book. I've read it to uh, individuals that I've come in contact with in hospice ministries before, uh, I've read it myself. Um, my wife has read it. Anytime we get a chance to to share it with somebody, we do. And uh, it's it's always just an encouragement to me to really focus on what's coming, something that's coming from God, something a goal that we're working towards. I said this in one of the last podcasts I did. The disciples were able to go through so much suffering and so much trial. Uh, as a result of their ability to keep their eyes on the cross, their ability to look ahead to the things that were coming, not to be focused on, you know, the the trials that were directly in front of them and, and the situations that they were in, they were able to focus on Him. So what I want to do this time around uh, is go through this devotional that Randy Alcorn did, uh, called "50 uh, Days of Heaven." If you uh, if you don't have it, go pick it up. Fifty Days of Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Uh, it's a great, great devotional, and obviously it's it's 50 days. I I want to go through this with you, because it is such an encouragement to me. And I'll I'll input my own side notes in this. Um, I don't I don't want to violate any copyright uh, laws or anything, so I'm not going to read through the whole thing. I'm going to pick sections out, and we're going to talk about the scriptures that are there, um, and and we'll go from there. So Lord, we just ask that you bless this time, Father, uh, as everybody's dealing with. Friends and family being sick and and our, our lives kind of changing and restructuring. Father, I pray that you would help us to reinvest in ourselves, in, in this relationship, in our families, to take a moment to sit and relax and rest uh, and operate from a position of rest. Lord, I ask that you would help us to move the kingdom forward by being kingdom-minded, being focused on what it is that you would have us be doing right now. A lot of us have a lot of extra spare time on our hands, and and Father, I ask that you would help us to be a voice, a voice for you, a voice for your compassion, for your hope, a voice uh, of the things that are coming, that we would share this to a disenfranchised world, a world that's in panic and fear and I pray that you would use podcasts and YouTube and text messages and scriptures being sent all over the place, Father, to achieve your will and your purpose. Father, I ask that you would protect me from error when I speak. Allow me to speak your words, Lord. Allow me to, uh, to speak what it is that is true of, of your scripture and what we know, Father. So, Lord, we love you and we just give this time to you in your name. So day one of this, um, this devotional is titled, If We Can Just See the Shore. And I remember he shared a story in his book about a young lady who was a um, long-distance swimmer. Now I'm going to mess up the details and I'm going to mess up all the facts and maybe I can pull them up in this other book. But she was a long-distance swimmer and she was trying to swim, um, trying to swim, I believe, from Catalina to Long Beach. And this was years and years ago. Um, let me see if I can find it here real quick. I I highlighted so much in this book, I don't even know where anything is anymore. Anyway, she was <clears throat> she was swimming alongside a a freight vessel that was kind of pacing her as she was swimming from Catalina to Long Beach. Now, it was really cloudy, super um Uh, June gloom if you're from California you know what I'm talking about it's just very foggy very down downcast the 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 clouds are in the sky you can't see anything Uh, and she was in the water in 50 degrees swimming from one end of an island to the mainland. Now people were cheering for her from the boat I believe her mother was on the boat too trying to encourage her along the way and she had been in the water for many hours and she had finally reached the end of her line the end of the rope and she said that she couldn't continue any further. There was no way she'd be able to continue. So they ho- hoisted her on board. They dried her off and got her warm. And when the excitement had kind of faded from from pulling her out of the water, she'd realized that she was, I and I, again, I'm going to screw up the 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 exact number of this, but she was an easy distance from where she was at to the shoreline and completing her goal. And she had said, you know, if I had only been able to see the shoreline, I would have been able to finish the race. And that's isn't that like most of us in our life where if we could just see the end, if we could see the finish line, if we could see where this was going, if we could see where God's plan was, uh, what he was doing, then it would be so much easier for us to to finish the race. and and uh, he offers a little bit of insight in here, um, and I'm going to read the scripture that goes with this. It's in Luke 10:20. It says, "Rejoice that your names are written in heaven." See, when you've put your trust in Christ, your name is written in the book of life in heaven. Now, this is a person who has has put his trust in Jesus. This is an individual who who trusts in what Jesus said about himself and who he is, and what his death did, and that was essentially paying the The uh, tax that we couldn't pay, paying back the debt that we couldn't pay with all of our goodness and all of our righteousness and all of our best deeds wouldn't be able to be enough to get to heaven. So Jesus did that. Now, our faith in him is what gives us our salvation in that. And God draws us for the rest of our life through situations, um, if you want to call them coincidences with other people in your life, God slowly leads you towards um, salvation. He's continually saving you but that means that every day you're growing a little more and you're looking a little more like Him until you're fully redeemed when your body is dead and it's in the ground and you're standing in front of the individual that you were created for. Now the problem is is that life is so incredibly busy um, and there's tragedies, there's celebrations, there's all these things that happen through the course of your life and those things can get really distracting. They can pull you away from Uh, the shoreline, from seeing that shoreline and completing the race. Um, So being able as Christians to refocus ourselves, not just on Scripture, although Scripture is full and complete and we need nothing else, but also the context of what heaven is, being able to focus on that place that we're going to, being able to focus on spending eternity with Jesus, being able to focus on that time with Him there. Um, those are things that we can hold on to in situations like this that will benefit us and help us see the shoreline and finish the race. So I'm just going to read a couple of quick quotes in this. Uh, One of them is, uh, Secular optimists are merely wishful thinkers. Having discovered the present payoffs of optimism, they have conducted seminars and write books about positive positive thinking, and sometimes they capitalism, they capitalize on this optimism by becoming rich and famous, but in the end, we all die. Without that saving faith and going to that place with Jesus, it's just, it's futile thinking. It's just your will over everything. The only proper foundation for optimism is in the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, which I think we can all agree on. When we, when we trust Christ, we We put all of our hope in that, in a hope that is imperishable, that can't be taken away from us, that can't be stripped from us. If we put all of our hope in our modern medical practitioners, they're going to fail us. That's why they call it practicing medicine, right? They're going to fail us at some point. Um, If we put it in our government, they're going to abuse it. They're going to fail us at some point. If we put it in our family, they may get sick. They may not be able to work. they, They may fail the contract we've put in place with them. Um, if we put our hope in our machines, all of this is futile. All of it is going to fall apart. But when we put our hope in Christ, when we put our hope in Jesus, in Him, and His redemptive work, in who He is, that hope cannot be taken away from us. It cannot be stripped away. It is there. It is permanent. It is eternal. Jesus came to deliver us from the fear of death, quote, so that by His death we might destroy Him who holds the power of death. philippians uh, 3 13 and 14 says one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead i press on toward the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus let that be the takeaway from this from this short podcast that we press on for forgetting what's behind forgetting our failures forgetting our shortcomings with christ forgetting uh, our misdeeds, forgetting our failures, forgetting all of those things, and pressing forward and moving forward in such a way that we are running the race that God has given us to the best of our ability. Uh, Pastor John Piper um, said this once during one of his messages, and I'll close with this, but he said, Instead of asking whether or not something is sin, we need to ask ourselves, does it help me run? If our life is a race and the race is set before us, Does it help me run this race? Is this sin? Ask yourself, you know, you can can eat too much and still not be guilty of gluttony, but does it help you run the race? Are you honoring your body to serve the kingdom? Um, Watching TV isn't sinful, but spending time behind TV and not moving the kingdom forward and not praying for your neighbors and not serving your community, those are all things that will help you run this race well. So, What you're doing right now, this very moment, does this help you run the race well? Are you forgetting what's behind and are you pressing forward? The glory of the Lord and the hope of the nations stay the course.